What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Spectator. This is episode 184. A lot of episodes with this man to my right. Brooklyn, how you doing, brother? How we living? I am doing fantastic. I'm, I'm living the life as well as the whole brand. Shout out, shout out the boys. We had a very, very fun weekend. We did. It, it was it was a lot that happened this weekend. Our, our weekend is still not over. Uh, we got a we got another event showcase. We got to go to tonight. The Who's Next showcase out in Tampa uh, happens once a month over there in, uh, in the Tampa area, and uh, we're gonna be there for some independent artists. And we're gonna you'll see some content on our Instagram all about that. So if you guys want to check that out, check out the artists. You'll be able to find all of them through our socials and such. But the event that did happen, we did have our second event that we were hosting. First one was for the lovers. This was the Sky Gallery. This one was a photography showcase and a fashion show. That wrapped up. We flew Omar out, the NBA guy. Mm-hmm. You guys have seen him. He, you saw him a couple times on the pod, and all of the NBA graphics are pretty much on him. He got flown out. He came out. First time in Tampa ever. It was a short trip, a short turnaround, but he got in on Friday. He's here for the event. Got to meet pretty much all the boys he hasn't met in person yet. Yeah. And it was um it was it was a really fun weekend. It was a really fun weekend. Uh thank you to everybody who came out, everybody who was part of the event, who decided to come check it out, experience it all. It definitely felt like an experience, and I hope you guys uh you guys all felt that. Uh what were some of your favorite parts about the uh the event and just the weekend in general? Well well definitely everybody being together, like seeing everybody interacting people that I haven't even met before finally meeting that that was really cool being able to see uh, the city come together like that but i gotta say my favorite part was the fashion show the we we really were were able to make it happen in a way that that involved everybody there and it, it felt like an underground fashion show like you got the crowd opening up everybody walking through the whole entire venue as well so that that was really really cool to see that all come together, and I mean it's it's the first time we've ever done that. Yeah, we haven't and done I'm, anything remotely close to that either. So no, so I'm I'm really proud of uh, the whole team for being able to put that together. It, it really came out dope. It came out really good, and again, we hadn't done anything like that, and I felt like everything went as about as smoothly as it could have. Um, yeah. You know how hard it is, not just you, but the people listening, to gather. 80 to 120, I don't know how many people there were at the time of the fashion show, but we'll say like 100 people to gather them to go and stand behind a strip of tape so that we could have a little (laughs) runway for these people. I said it once on the mic and everyone was like, oh, okay. They (laughs) they backed up and did it. It took no extra effort, no like fighting the the, the crowd or fighting the tide. And that was was pretty cool to see. And, you know, we, we were able to get you on the mic, which I know that's really your first time outside of the podcast and like all the interviews that we've done, but like actually yeah. speaking in front of like a live studio audience, you know, something of that nature. So yeah. Um, like a- actually seeing everybody in front of you when you're on the mic it is it's wild. It's wild. My first time ever doing it. And I, I just ran with it. It, it felt good. Like getting everybody uh hype, especially when we had black Clover come up too. he was in attendance. We, He's fresh off his professional MMA debut too. This this week, like we we've gone from his professional MMA debut 
to Sky Gallery and now to the Who's Next Showcase in a matter of six days. Three pretty big events in six days. It, it's, it's been a fun ride. It has, and I mean, ride. we're still making sure we get an episode out for y'all, too. It's not like that's uh, putting on the back burner. Uh, we've uh, been laying some groundwork for another event now, trying to figure out uh, things of that nature. So when we have more details on that, we'll let you guys know. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll be a little bit. We're going to get this one settled for a second and, and yeah. really enjoy the two for two that we feel like we've, we've done so far. So we're going to sit back. We're going to enjoy it. We'll celebrate for a couple of days and then uh, really get to work on the, the next or whatever is coming next. But, I mean, I've already started. Like, I'm, I'm working on a bunch of stuff that you saw right before <laughs> this that uh, hopefully you guys will be able to see soon. And it, it's going to be really good. And, and in the middle of all of that, we've been doing our best to keep up with everything going on in this world's world as well. And we got the NBA playoffs going on right now, which I actually have a, a horse in the race for the first time in what feels like my life. <laughs> and, and and Omar got to see that that horse in the race literally hours after yeah. Sky Gallery. We, from, we have from this Tampa. man. It's crazy. <laughs> he gets off the plane, almost misses his flight because he oversleeps because we just had a long day on Saturday. Uh, gets off, goes straight to MSG, and pulls up to watch the Knicks-Cavs game four. Knicks wind up winning. And before this game started, we're like, not only are the Knicks going to win this, you know, fingers crossed, we were hoping it was going to happen. Not only are the Knicks going to win this, but then you're going to go outside and you're going to get the best content ever. I need you to go crazy. He kind of did. If you guys didn't see that already, 7th Avenue in New York was insane after the game. You would have thought we just won the championship. We didn't even win the the series yet. The series (laughs) But we won the homestand. They're like, hey, we got something to celebrate. We're just coming out. Let's get lit. And 7th Street was shut down for like two hours. You had people crowd surfing. You you had <laughs> Spidey. Don't you wish you came to the Knicks? <laughs> like everybody was wilding out. It, it, there was a parade inside the city. <laughs> yeah, I did see a bunch of those things. It's a parade inside my city. Yeah. But like, actually, when's the last time you saw that in Memphis? Never. You saw it after yeah. game four in New York. <laughs> It was wild. Yeah, was and, wild. So and I, you know, I know that boy Omar had a had an amazing time. And I really Crazy. like to see stuff like that though, because you know how in certain sports there's teams that like when they do well, you see it, right? You're like, mm-hmm. wow, like they really yeah. love this team. And you've you've heard the phrase over to, if you've watched the NBA and you watch like, you know, people who talk about it online or like the ESPN people or wherever you get your sports news and entertainment from. You've heard people say the league is better when the Knicks, Lakers, and Celtics are good. You've heard that. Yeah. And we've seen the Celtics win. They've been good. They went to a finals last year. We've seen the Lakers be good. Obviously, the whole Kobe era. LeBron got a chip there now. Like, we've seen them be good. We haven't really seen the Knicks be good since, like, Carmelo and Amari Stoudemire, like, truthfully. And this was, again, they didn't win a series. They won a game four at home. In a pretty decently close game where their best player and their all-NBA power forward played the worst game of a really bad series that he's played. And the city's insane and there's content being created everywhere and people are just overreacting and going crazy and excited and exuberant. And it's like, that's why people say that about teams like the Knicks and the Lakers and the Celtics. Because this is the way people react over a game that's... Doesn't it doesn't do anything like the job's not done yet, but people are just excited and have something well, well, to cheer for. 
you know what what's cool about it and how I look at it is like you guys are are celebrating it because you know that there's a chance that they don't come back this series back back to New York. Yeah. So let let's go ahead and set the tone and celebrate now, like the the series is over because we're we're shipping them over to the second round now. So I think that that's really dope and. I mean, if they keep on bringing that energy, it's, it's going to be a fun ride for you guys. It, it certainly seems like it. Uh, three of the Cavs' five lowest scoring games this year came against New York in New York. So they were yeah. they were a top five offense and a top number one defense in the league. So to be able to uh, kind of get under them, and granted, they're a, they're a young team that doesn't have a whole lot of playoff experience outside of Donovan Mitchell, but... To yeah. be able to affect a team like that with a home crowd is definitely not marginal. It's it's not marginal. So uh, shout out to New York. They they got to finish the job over there, but um, they've looked dominant in how not great they've still looked. Like they've shot the ball really poorly, but they've they've gotten a lot from a lot of different guys. So that's been pretty cool. I do yeah, want to talk. Oh, you got. No, I was just saying there was points uh, during that game that we were just, we mid-off. were watching a mid off mid off. It was terrible. And that's honestly been the whole series. It's not been good because the defenses have just been so stifling. But yeah, it's just one of those things that um, I would like this next game to be like a shootout. I'd, I'd need a 120 to 125 game out of them. And they're both capable. So I want to see that. Uh, I want to move on over to the Heat and Bucks because this is like a series that nobody expected to be even remotely what it's turned out to be Giannis goes down to game one they wind up losing that game two is the strangest like blowout ever just the Bucks without Giannis just shoot all time great I think it was the they tied the NBA record for threes in a game 138 they put up against the Heat without Giannis then they come out in the next game and look terrible again and and that was at or that was in Miami I think yeah it was in Miami so in Miami. They go to Miami they wind up getting smacked now they have to go to game four. They are down two to one. I don't know if Giannis is playing. Like that's still there, kind there, of a there's rumblings that he he is. Yeah, and so you know, you'll take a forty percent Giannis because a forty percent Giannis is still better than really anything else that um Miami can kind of stop. And I still think the Bucks are one of the best teams in the league, but it is concerning that a Heat team that I feel like hasn't been that good this year and they've had so many holes and they've looked old and their rotation's short and now they're out Tyler Hero. Well, Depot's going to be out the rest of the postseason. Like, this is a team with a lot of injuries and a lot of guys who just haven't been that guy in the past outside of Jimmy Butler and occasionally Bam. And they're up two to one, and it's a little bit concerning because even without Giannis, I felt like the Bucks were maybe the second best team in the East, even without him. Mm-hmm. And they're not really showing that, and it's all I don't know. It's a little, it's a little concerning. Yeah, I I had like a, a feeling when Giannis went down, and dude, you remember last week when I I brought it up saying like, is it overreaction to think that the Heat could still win this series? If Giannis isn't um, playing, and and you guys still was going all all in on the Bucks, and very very reasonable, like there there was not much argument there to to go the other way. Like why why wouldn't them? <laughs> They're the the Heat haven't shown me anything like prior to these two games that they've won. No, that would, like convince me of this. But 
I mean, you you look at um their, their stats that they've been putting up. You got multiple, multiple, multiple people in double digits playing pretty pretty good basketball. To, I mean, uh, to to get to this point right now, so even with Giannis coming back potentially for this next game, if the Heat manage to to go up three one, the this series is over. I, I don't think it it goes all the way to seven. So? Yeah, I don't think it goes all the way to seven. So the, you have the Heat if they win tonight, which I think if, if they there. yeah if they if they go up three one and Giannis is still playing this game, I think it's over. Okay, I I'm here. It's, a, it's a it's a big task. Yeah, it's I don't, a big I, task. I, I don't like it even if they win tonight because this is in Miami. I, I don't know. It'll again. You think, it the, Buc- a- you think the Bucks are gonna um bring it all the way back three one? Yes, they're a much better team. They could, but I, I don't. I don't think they will. They're a much better team. It would also be one of the biggest like playoff disappointments, maybe ever. Yeah, I think it might be. It, the, it I was. mean, granted, like the injury is like a big deal, obviously. And one seed yeah. is just never lose to an eight, and you know, losing your best player is kind of tough. Uh, but they they're just too talented to be doing that. Um, now I will say, I'm all for it. Let the Heat beat them. Go ahead, because I'm looking a little bit forward. And if there was ever a path for a Knicks to get to the championship, it it kind of heavily involves the Heat winning the series. So <laughs> that's that's all I got about that. Give me the Mickey Mouse road. I don't care. I'll take it. Yeah, there, there's no there's no path I see the Heat like going on a run and making anything happen. After oh no, season. no, the Heat the Heat are absolutely getting blown out by the Knicks or the Cavs. That's not a, that's yeah. not a series. No. Those teams are too deep. They're too good defensively. They're too big. Like, both teams are just too big. That's not happening. No. No. But it... <laughs> if, if they manage to beat the Bucks, though, oh, my God. Yeah, that that's like... There's conversations about, like... Again, there's not even conversations to be had, though. Like, Giannis is hurt. It's a pretty no, like, you, bad injury. You, it was a back injury. Like, that kind of throws yeah. you off. So there's not, like, any legacy slander to be had about it. I'm sure, like, in 10 years, people will be like, well, Giannis lost in the first round because we forgot that, like, man landed, like, straight on the spine. Yeah, like, nobody's going to care about that, but as of right now, it's it's not going to mess with them too much. I will say, too, if the Heat win this series, it's actually bad for them in the long run because they will lose the next series. Mm-hmm. And now they're going to be in that that false sense of hope. They're already in eight seed, which is not a good place to be because you're like, oh, we made the no. playoffs. We're almost there. The Heat are going to be like, oh, well, we're just one guy away now from being really competitive, and you're not. You guys are a full roster no. away. You're so far away from being a true contender, I promise. I promise. So yeah. it would actually be pretty bad for them. Like, if the Bucks lose this series, you know what's happening? They're going to come back in the next year and be a contender. Maybe oh, be absolutely. the favorites out of the East again. Because this roster is going to stay majority the same. Yeah. Uh, there's not going to be any fall off with them. They're, they're going to be chilling. <laughs> so. <laughs> chilling hard. Yeah. I. That's crazy. Oh, uh, what else are we talking about? I want to talk about last night's game a little bit. I don't know if you got to see any of this. Uh, Timberwolves hold off a sweep. Anthony Edwards has actually just been unbelievable. In this specific series, I mean, Anthony Edwards has probably been the best player on Minnesota all year. And 
it really sucks because we've talked a bunch about Minnesota and I've slandered them as much as I have about the Go Bear trade and all that. But it kind of sucks to see, like, man, Anthony Edwards is the guy that needs to be built around. How can we do that now? Because you're looking at this, you're like, this is a clear-cut guy you can build around. Is he, like, a top 20 guy in the league, potentially? I don't know. He might be close to that at some point in his career. Obviously not yet. But he, he could maybe be that type of guy. At least offensively, he's, he's definitely on his way, and he's still so young. But this is, like, a guy you build around. A young dude who actually isn't terrible defensively. He's gotten so much better defensively over the last couple of years. And he can create his own shot. To. Yeah, he's he can create his own shot. And he's explosive and he's fun. And, man, he won that game pretty much single-handedly last night. They get to OT. He winds up hitting the dagger. Obviously, this was kind of a gentleman's sweep now. They put a yeah. lot. They put a lot of energy into winning a game at in overtime, at home. In Jamal Murray's most efficient night of the playoffs, and Bruce Brown for some reason taking twelve shots, like, and he wasn't even that inefficient. But it's a good win. It's like a moral win. It, it and it's. I feel like this win for Minnesota is actually not terrible because it's like, hey. This is the guy, whatever we have to do to build around him now, that's what we do. Because imagine you're giving all the draft picks you gave up for Gobert and all the money and time and energy you're giving a cat and they're giving you 31 combined. Carl Anthony Towns, and this is here's the slander, Carl Anthony Towns is the most scared star I have ever seen in this league. He claims to be the best big man shooter of all time. And I'm not even mad at the take. I think he's like on a right path to maybe be that one day. But dude, you can't. You cannot be the guy that was built a team around. They built this team around Cat and taking nine shots in a playoff game. In a win or go home game. Nine shots. That's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Like, I, I don't even know what else to say about it. It's just embarrassing, blatantly. Yeah, you, you got you to gotta go ahead and put the team on your back if, if you're the guy. It, it don't matter. And clearly he's not the guy. It's Anthony, like I'm saying. Yeah. But I don't know, so. man. I, I really hate to see, like, Cat and how talented he is, and I think he's a great dude. And I give him still a little bit of slack. He's had a really rough go over the last couple of years, right, just in general. Probably as as tough as anybody documented. in sports. Yeah, like yeah, it's documented it, wise. Yeah, it, it's crazy, and you know, um, I'm, I'm it's sure never there's it's, still plenty of others. <laughs> it's never beef with him or anything like that. It's just like, again, they put all their chips on the table for you, and you're taking nine shots. That's just not good enough. It's not yeah. good enough. Because sad sad reality of it is like you're you're getting paid all that money. It's it's been years. Like nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna care about what you got going on outside. Like, if, if you <laughs> not lose when you're a, series, a Timberwolves fan that they keep losing yeah. every year. Like, this team should be half decent. So, so that's how that is. Um, shout out to to the Timberwolves though. I I feel like they really wanted to avoid that sweep, and that that was like a good like emotional step for Anthony and uh, for whoever else is gonna be moving forward with that team. Just in general, and, like. 
and you gotta love playoff basketball because <laughs> if you remember last week on the episode we we were all getting on anthony's head for just disappearing trying he to figure was, out where he, he was horrible in the playoffs yeah. horrible yeah. And, and then here in here this we are, series he's been good in this series yeah. has been yeah. he's been really really good and that's kind of the step that he's going to have to learn, the consistency of it all. And everybody's going to have bad games, and that kind of happens unless you're, you know, KD or LeBron. Like, everybody else has bad games in this league. But yeah. here's here's the reality of it. Cat shot nine times in this game. You, you blink over to the Clippers, who don't have Kawhi Leonard. They don't have Paul George, right? Those are their clear one and two. Those are superstars in this league. Bonafide superstars. I don't care how you feel about them and their injuries over the years. They've had plenty. Those are the stars of this league. And they are they are a legitimate contender when they're on the court. They're not on the court. They're a shorthanded team. Russell Westbrook, a, a late acquisition. They got him off a off a they dropped him over in LA. They pick him up here in LA. Puts up 19 or puts up 37 points. 17 for 27. Probably the best scoring game we've seen from Russ since he was back in Houston. They get the loss, but, like, that's a dog. Like, he's going and he shot efficiently, which he doesn't do anymore. Yeah. He was efficient. He didn't turn the ball over a whole lot. I mean, he had four turnovers, but, like, that's a Russ game. Like, that's not, like... Bro, I, w- I will happily take four turnovers for Russ. Yeah, like, and, that's, and like, fine. everything else. Give it to me. And, you know, he, it, it, it's it's what you're going to get. Like, Norman Powell put up 42, I think, in, in game three. He goes four for 15 in this game. Took some pretty poor quality shots. Yeah, um, you knew you weren't going to get that again, though. No, and and... It had to be from somebody, and he didn't really get it from anybody. Uh, but that's again, that's what happens when the your your two guys that you're expecting to get probably you know 57 points out of aren't playing. 57 yeah. points gone. This <laughs> like, series, could, this series could have been a lot different, a lot different, and it it sucks. Yeah, it, it now, does. now the Suns are gonna move on. Like, well, Clippers it's not over yet, this. and it's not over yet, and there's a chance Kawhi comes back and. With how with how not great, and I don't know if this is more of a they haven't looked great or they're just playing down because there is no Kawhi. It might be some combination of the two. The Suns have not looked great yeah. by any stretch of the imagination. They're marginally winning this game. This is probably the the most comfortable game in this in this game four that they won. But game three kind of came down to the wire because again Norman Powell was going crazy. Mm-hmm. Game two, they were losing for a minute there, and then they want it wound up turning into a blowout. If Kawhi comes back, it's a three-one lead. I doubt anything happens here, but Kawhi is a big enough player, and he's a big enough playoff performer that I can tell you confidently, stranger things have happened. They have, they have, but and when, uh-huh. if you give me a game with Scott Foster. <laughs> give me, give me, let the Clippers win game five. Give me Scott Foster in game six and then make anything happen for game seven. Who knows? Let, but. let PG come back a game early. Oh, he's not like, yeah, he get 50% PG. <laughs> Playoff P at 50% sounds horrible. <laughs> sounds horrible. Playoff, playoff, like performers. I don't understand why it's such a thing, dude. 
Some guys are just known to be bad in the playoffs, and they just are. D'Angelo Russell stinks in it's, the playoffs. It's a, lot, it's a lot of pressure. I mean, people, some some people just ain't built for it. Like, you have so. all the eyes on you. Lights are brighter. Like, you you go through a different routine. It, it's it's weird. It's, it's weird. weird. You start getting in your own head. And I mean, all, all that together, you just disappear. Yeah. It's difficult, and you know what's the the funniest part about some people disappearing for the playoffs? There's a tweet resurfacing from Ben Simmons three years ago, <laughs> and they got the Sixers got swept three years ago in the playoffs. And he said, and he didn't play that year; he was hurt. And he said, like, this is such a bad feeling seeing my boys get swept. I never want to feel this again. There's also a, a response to that tweet that says, come to the Nets, it'll never happen here. <laughs> Fast forward three years. Ben Simmons demands a trade from the 76ers, goes to the Nets, doesn't really play for the Nets either, despite whatever he had going on, not going on anymore. His injuries are clear. He's healthy. This is Kawhi at the Spurs level of healthy. Nobody's ever been more healthy ever. And he winds up sitting out for the bottom half of the season. Well, not half of the season, but the last couple of weeks of the season. He doesn't play for the Nets, and they say he is done for the year where he is not playing. He goes it, against his home, his his original drafted team. Maybe it was part of that. He knew the Sixers were on the horizon, and he, he didn't have the, the shame and the wherewithal to go in there and get bullied like he was going to. Like he would have been. going to. He was going to. And then you know what would have happened? He would have gotten bullied two games in Philly. And he wouldn't have played well. And he would have shot like 42% on like six shots. <laughs> or, you know, that math's not math. But you know what I'm saying. He would have shot like 40% on like a small amount of shots. And it would have been embarrassing because he had like 11. Despite all the hype around him. And then he goes back to Brooklyn. And he gets booed there, too, because there's probably more 76ers fans in the stands than Nets fans at that point. And he gets booed there, too. He gets bullied and, up until the end. And you got the Nets fans booing him, too. And so, like, I get it for him. Like, he's probably like, you know what? This is best for me. I'm going to just, like, maybe if they forget about me and don't see me enough. They're not going to forget. forget. They're not going to forget. But Ben Simmons. He's on the path. To being one of the biggest busts. I don't think it's a biggest bust because there's there's plenty of guys who just legitimately didn't play and, and all that. But I will say, we kind of had this conversation. I think it was you and I. Um, where, like, I'd rather almost have a bust be like an Anthony Bennett where we, he came in the league. It was a reach in a draft. By the way, that was a horrible draft. It was. It was like 2013. The only good player to come out of that was Giannis. Granted, he's a fantastic all-time great player at this point. The top like eight in that draft were pretty bad. Uh, Anthony Bennett came in the league. He played a couple games. He wasn't good. He was pretty much out of the league two years later. Yeah. More or less. Like He was on a roster. He wasn't getting minutes. He wasn't playing. Nobody wanted him. When he left Cleveland, he was done. I'd almost rather have that where you just kind of know right away that this guy's a bum. Yeah. And, like, yeah. it sucks. We, we were bad for a whole season, to, and we got you, but it didn't work out. And it didn't work out, and that's fine. It's like when you get into a relationship, 
and you start dating a girl and like on the third date you're like okay yeah i'm good but like those first three dates you spent like four hundred dollars each but it's like mm-hmm. hey man at least like What's i'm not home? spending four hundred mm-hmm. on the next four dates to find oh out my, more. oh my god <laughs> i have never done this let the record show <laughs> Let the record show. Let the record show. I've not Mr. Moneybags. Do not come after me. Uh, Oh, my God. But, yeah, Ben, uh, it took, like, however many years. I don't even know how long he's been in the league anymore. But however long he was in Philly, and then he signed the extension because it seemed like he might be good. He made an all-star game, but he wasn't even that good in the all-star that year. Like, he shouldn't have made it, but he did because he was Ben Simmons. He's always been a name brand guy. Well, you also get like the fake rookie of the year and stuff too. Oh, that was play. crazy. You, he, he didn't play the, the first year, which should have been a sign. We should have knew right then and there that we were in for a, a weirdo. And then like he, he there's all this hype around him when he, he finally starts balling. He looks dominant. He's making stuff happen. Like he looks like a good ball handler, could get in the paint. And that it just keeps on falling apart. <laughs> I like the man's, the man's been in the league for seven years, but he's only played five. I really like this. Uh, the Four and tra- a half. Really. I like the like, Trey Young like narrative too, because like Trey Young is like rent free in Knicks fans' heads, right? Whenever you see one of those Bing Bong videos, they're, they're talking about Trey Young and they're slandering him, but it's funny. They, they, were, they were chanting uh, "F Trey Young" after the game. Yeah, yesterday. after yesterday. Why? Why? <laughs> but nobody should hate Trey Young more than Ben Simmons. Trey Young, <laughs> not exaggerating, ruined the trajectory of Ben Simmons' life. Not his career, his life. Yeah. Because now this it- man lost respect from like every NBA person ever, which what is respect? Who really? Who cares? But like yeah, some, millions some people... of people think he's just a bum yeah <laughs> and instead he could have just been like some cool role player like if he would have just not been great and just became a good defender role player that could pass fine but like it's just all the circumstances and all the stuff yeah. and all the not the sitting out and the demanding trades and the, the i'm hurt but i'm not really hurt bro this man sat out so he can get a contract and then he got it and then was like, oh, by the way, I've had an injury that I should have had surgery on seven months ago. <laughs> Weirdo. Nets get swept. He gets to watch it. He gets to watch another team of his get swept. And allegedly he felt bad the first time. I wonder how he felt this time. I wonder if he cares. I wonder if he cares. Truly. I don't know. I'm, I hope I so. I, I, I know I didn't care. <laughs> Why would you? Why should you? I, 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 that was so so ready just for the sweep. I wanted I wanted this season just over with. It's one of those things that I have. I'm a really big advocate. You've heard me say this too. There is no reason that we should remain loyal to an organization, and this is a little bit different because the Nets have tried, and we respect trying, right? Yeah, it hasn't really been their their doing for the nonsense this year. Yeah, but like. Man, dude, like, you guys have tried twice now, with really three times if you want to count, like, going and getting Harden to, and then getting Ben Simmons. Like, you guys have made these big threes, big fours, and with just no foresight even in, like, the realm of existence. Like, it wasn't even in your back pocket of a 
thought for Foresight. No. To, like, build a roster that was actually good. You're just like, ooh, Kevin Durant, ooh, ooh, Kyrie, ooh, ooh. And, and I understand that. Like, I mean, th- those are historic guys who you bring on your team, and they, they change it. They change it, and you have an opportunity to win now. And if if they're healthy and KD's a, a half an inch smaller on his big toe and, like, there, there's no nonsense going on, we, we probably get one or two championships. I, I believe that. And that's not even even me just saying saying that because that's my team. Like if if everything works out, which I mean, fairy tale, yeah, sure, whatever. You could get one or two out of this uh, franchise in this time, but you bring everything in. It's just like come, <laughs> come on now. Like as an organization, you can't expect all that. Like you you put all your all your eggs in one basket because you're bringing in these these goats. Like they're they're ballers. You can make stuff happen, but. Now it's just like, damn, what what happens in the future? <laughs> because that now we're here, everything crumbled, nothing worked out the way you wanted it to. You got a little bit back. Like we we could still make something happen with what we got back, but it's what's just... gonna happen though? Like this is a cool young yeah. team, great. Like unless Mikhail Bridges becomes a top fifteen player, Cam Johnson becomes a top thirty player, what are you really doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like and, the and NBA is so cutthroat great. with like yeah. how elite you have to have your top one and two guys and then also have an elite core around them like the nets didn't win because the the guys around them weren't good enough joe harris was supposed to be this great three-point shooter he gets to the playoffs and he looks like probably what brian scalabrini looked like i don't remember but like there was memes about how bad he was like (laughs) like, Uh, it's and the worst part is like you look at the team we had before katie and Kyrie. If you just could have built on top of that, things could have been so much different. But no, you blow it all up. You bring in a whole new face of people. You expect them to mesh. And it, it just keeps on falling apart more and more every year. And now now we're at a point where we're fighting with crumbs. You got the ghost of Ben Simmons just dangling. We got to figure out what to do with him to get him out of there. Like, we... we are we going to be able to get a free agent? I don't know. Are we going to be able to make a trade? Maybe. Are we going to draft well? Who who could tell? Yeah, I've never done that. So it's. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that. We got Claxton. We got Cam. Like they they've been been balling. And Jared Allen, all all the rest of those guys. So Jared I, I Allen's say we, like a bum. I bum. I get that, but at the time the <laughs> yeah. the drafts haven't been that bad. So don't. But yeah, I I don't know. And it's tough. <laughs> it's super it, it, tough. It, it it definitely. I I feel like I now now like seeing everything. I feel like just all that happening is probably why basketball has just been such a afterthought for me this year because it's like every time I look, I'm just like, oh brother. <laughs> More nonsense. So, More nonsense. So th- th- this is me venting. <laughs> I'm hurt. It's under- It's understandable. <laughs> it's understandable and then we i want to talk about one more series too um we have sacramento and golden state we could talk about the lakers but like Mm. that that series i think is gonna last until next episode so like i think that one winds up i I really want lebron to just have a crazy breakout game against um dylan just yam on him put up it was kind of last game honestly 
put up 40 like he wants and just ended because like lebron's holding back so much on these press conferences and stuff he's like i don't, I don't even want to deal with this <laughs> well last game was crazy because like lebron and dylan talked before the game and then we have a dylan brooks disaster class like he was horrible <laughs> and he was terrible and after the game he they ask him to talk and he says no and it's like oh man like don't don't Damn try it. to be the villain and then fold when things start getting hot or not going your way don't do that if, keep talking the whole way through the whole way you'll, through. you'll get more respect that way don't don't back up from it yeah he was so. really bad three for 13 not good not, Not good, good at, at all. all. Not good at all. Jaw came back and looked amazing, so that was nice. Uh, with Jaw back and, like, if the team doesn't play, like, as horribly as they did in this because they were, they were pretty bad. Also, this was, like, one of the best defensive games from the Lakers, like, all year. Obviously, Jaw puts up 45, but they had a bunch of turnovers. I think they caused, like, I think it was 17 or 18 turnovers. They had a bunch of blocks. Like, they were really good defensively. So, mm -hmm. uh, you give a... I don't know if the Lakers play that well defensively again, especially now they got to go back to Me or no, they're still in they're still in L.A. Tomorrow. We're only in Game Three in that one. When is the next game? Is that tonight? It is. Oh uh, yes, ten o'clock. Is tonight? Nice. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. Um, but yeah, the uh, the this Sacramento Kings and the Warriors. It's the ultimate new guard versus the old guard. Uh, they these teams hate each other already. Like this is this there's bad blood between these guys for whatever reason already. Sabonis and yeah. Draymond might like go outside and just actually throw hands at the end of this. <laughs> De'Aaron Fox is becoming a superstar right in front of our face. Bro, it's amazing. Thirty eight from him this last game. Yeah, and, and he's been honestly sensational. Him adding the three pointer to his game and mm. becoming pretty efficient at it has been yeah. all the difference because now it was already really difficult to guard De'Aaron before because he was just like a drive to the paint kind of a guy and he would blow by you and he felt like, again, John Wall, like one yeah, of those speedy, guys. lengthy. But now yeah. he's pretty efficient for the most part from three and he's getting better every year. And he's always been very good in clutch time. Always. Like his whole, since college, he's been fantastic in the clutch. And although, like, the last possession of game four was rough, I, I, I did slander him a little bit for that possession. It was not great. Uh, they, they have a chance to, to take the lead with just a two. They inbound it. He goes all the way to the other, uh, to the backcourt. With 11 seconds left, takes his time. But it's time he starts his move. There's six seconds left. That's like, my brother, you need to get a shot up to maybe get an offensive board if you miss it. Like, you're down one. If you miss this and they get it, you can foul and like get another chance he they didn't play that properly at all i didn't like it um but he's not the reason that they've lost the games they've lost and the warriors just won two games at home they had great defense when they needed to have great defense they've been shooting the lights out of the ball from three which is like crazy they they shot 42 percent this last game from three, like, come on, bro. Like, what, what are we supposed to do about that? Yeah. And uh, Jordan Poole putting up 22 also. that That's like a big X factor for them. Jordan are Poole you, is such um, a streaky dude. Are you worried at all about the series now that it's just gone back-to-back 
two back-to-back wins for each of them. What do you mean worried? Like, on the Kings' side. No. no. I mean, you, you, would have lo- you would have loved the Steel one, but the Warriors are clearly a better team at home than they are on the road. Yeah. <laughs> clearly. Uh, you just got to win tonight, or whenever that next game is, you got to win and get it to Game 7. If they get it to Game 7 in, in Sacramento, I'm probably not overly worried about the Kings because at that point, just the Warriors would not have beaten the can't-win-on-the-road narrative, and they probably won't. Yeah. Because um, as of right now, I'm, I'm a little worried just because you, you look like you're comfortable after the the first two and then you you drop two that that's never uh plus you give confidence feeling. to a warriors team that exactly give, they're they're the ultimate organization you give an inch they take a mile and yeah. they've done it forever this is the first time they've ever been down 2-0 in the steph curry era and all of a sudden now it's 2-2 and it's like ah, here we go again exactly here you got go a chance to like put them away or take take a 3-1 lead on them Just like didn't do it make it happen but but now you tie it up anything could happen and when you're playing the warriors and anything can happen series it's not what you want <laughs> it's not what you want at all so i'm not worried about it yet um if it, i will say if the kings lose this game at home i think it's over yeah but for sure like and that's typically how the nba works when you win game five you typically win the series if it's tied up but they need, like, you can't let Golden State notoriously bad on the road beat you after no. getting all this momentum. If they win three in a row, it's it's just over. Yeah. Like, I'm not even to it. Yeah, I, I just got a little bit, but yeah. still still Kings and uh, Kings and Six. Kings and Six. So. so you think they win that one? They win the next two? I mean, they they better. <laughs> Don't don't let it get to game seven either. Yeah, I, I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't care if you have the the three um losses on the road for the Warriors and then you gotta fight the narrative again game seven. Like that that's just due for a win on the road at that point. Like don't don't let it get there. Don't Fair let enough. it get there. I I'm when win these next two, put them away, continue the run, because that's the only chance you guys got. Because if they advance, if they advance, <laughs> they could they could make a real run. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I'm here for the Kings. I want it to happen, but I I see a road right now where they're letting it fall apart. It might not be that serious, but I'm I'm seeing it. Don't let it happen. I'm so, seeing it. Yeah, honestly, I we've been happen. here before. Like it's it's the Warriors. You know what they can do. Don't don't give them a chance. Don't give them a chance. Go go for the head. Yeah, got to. Got to. So, um, so we do have the NFL draft coming up this week. Also, we'll we'll talk more about that next week on next week's episode. Um, hold on, I got to sneeze. <laughs> Ooh, that was brewing. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that next week's episode. We'll give us some draft grades and all that good stuff because that's like, super exciting and that's officially NFL season. Oh my goodness. The allergy pill did not hit this morning. I'll tell you what. <laughs> At all. It did not hit. L- losing all composure. Losing it all. But we'll uh, be with you all guys on that. We'll try and get some graphics out and all that. So keep you guys up to date as the picks come out. Maybe some TikToks as well. Give you some opinions. And, um, yeah, you got anything else before we head up out of here, BK? At Spectators Media, IG, 
and on the tube. We're going to have a lot of stuff coming out from the Sky Gallery event. Videos, pictures, already got some pictures up there. So if you weren't able to come, go go check it out and enjoy it. And if you were there, enjoy it even more. Absolutely. So. Thank you, everybody, again for coming out to that event. We'll see you guys next week on this show. And uh, take it easy. Have a good week. Later.